CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of The Handle here on VSIN. Matt Brown, Mike Summage coming to you from Las Vegas, in which we are sweating this Lions Rams game. Lots of offense so far. 11.38 left in the second quarter. It's 14 to 10 in favor of the Lions. This thing went off at three and a half. It went off at 53 on the total. And we are seeing both of these teams having no problem moving up and down the field. The only reason the Rams have 10 instead of 14, they stalled out inside the five-yard line, Mike. And what we are kind of looking at here is not a lot of pressure on Jared Goff. He's 11 of 12 in this game so far. And the one incompletion would be when he actually got pressured. It's the key right now. Neither of these quarterbacks have any heat on them, and mm-hmm. that's allowing them to just sit in the back and pick apart pretty bad secondaries. And so unless either team is able to get real pressure on these quarterbacks, I would expect we're going to have some pretty aggressive traffic, quick-moving traffic going both directions here. Cash your Grayson Allen tickets if you <laughs> if you had if you had, had those. Uh, I mean, Grayson Murray, I should say. Uh, Grayson Murray tickets in the Sony Open, 525 to 1 here at Circa. If you, you had, had that, uh, right? Like, No, I did not have the 525 to 1. That's uh, a number, man. That's Gray- the one thing about golf betting that Grayson is fun. Murray, Grayson Murray ticket. Uh, Grayson Murray, if you guys don't follow golf, had a rough few years. Uh, and ended up in rehab and then had to play his way back on the tour through the Corn Ferry and then heads over to the Sony here and wins in a playoff over a couple of decent players, Benny On and Keegan Bradley. So, I've twenty five to one. That's a. I don't know how many people had that ticket though. Uh, probably not a ton, uh, considering it was five twenty five to one. I'm guessing not a lot of people had. Yeah, not a lot ticket. of action there. What do you think uh, your Masters number is now? Yeah, oh, yeah. It'll still be. It'll, st- <laughs> it'll still be that high. Uh, we are still moving the ball. I mean, seriously, this thing is uh, so far very little resistance from either one of these defenses, and you getting some. Uh, you got you some some Gibbs catch yards there. You got another Laporta catch. You got another. Uh, Amon Ross a. Brown cash. So this thing is just uh this thing is a dream for everybody out there. So you and I do a bunch of draft betting. Um, if you follow the stuff here at the network, we do, I mean, tons and tons of draft coverage because historically we'll see what happens this year. Books getting smart. The yeah. books do get smarter. It did get tougher things. last yeah. year. They have been very, very profitable uh, for us here for the last few years. And so, We'll see what happens this year. I don't know. I mean, you know, like I said, they are they're not going to hand up some money for free. They're no. going to try to make it a little bit more difficult. So we'll see how they go about it. If you want to look, if you're watching this at home, your official draft order, the Bears via the Carolina Panthers will have the number one overall pick. The Commanders, due to win percentage, get the two pick over the Patriots, who are at three. Cardinals at four, Chargers five, Giants six, Titans seven, Falcons eight. Bears have that second pick at nine. And then the Jets at 10, your top 10 in the NFL draft order. We start to look at these things because various props will come out, Mike, over the course of everything. Right now, it's pretty much only number one pick and then first non-quarterback selected are the only two markets you're going to find widespread. But here over the next, I'll call it month, 
they'll throw like a number two pick thing up mm -hmm. and then eventually they'll put a number three pick thing up and then we'll start to see over-unders posted and total number of positions posted and all of those things as the market starts to get a little bit more robust. And so we want to stay ahead of this. So if you want to take this seriously, you can kind of start making some mental notes somewhere along the way. I think the first and foremost thing that I would say, talking about some, some tips and some pointers for people out there is just not all mock drafts are created equal. No. There are some guys who are in the know. There are some guys who have some good information. There are some guys who go about it in a different process than other guys who aren't just looking for clicks and clickbaits and trying to get invited onto radio shows to explain why they have a guy that everyone else has a third-round grade on going in the middle of the first round. So kind of got to start to figure out which ones are good, which ones are bad, and that is at least the the first thing that you can do to become a better draft better in all of this because you can really start to get off the rails if you start following some of these bad mock drafts out there and you get confused and you don't understand why why does this why does this guy have this guy here how come this guy's got nine offensive linemen going in the first <laughs> all these things and so th that is a the, the first exercise out there is finding the good ones from the bad ones yeah and you can go back and look at how these people did in previous mock drafts so there are actually grades on mock drafts and, and they rate them for how many picks they got correct how many player or positions to, to specific teams that they got correct so you'll be able to see all of that and you can do some research i also really like we talked about following beat writers i like following some of the beat writers as well i, I specifically had someone from seattle's team last year who really made me i was going to put a pretty big big carter bet at five in and because of what he said and talked about about how who they were targeting and the draft class they had the previous year it talked me off of it sometimes Sometimes that can be as valuable as making a good bet. I know one thing you love to do is targeting the steam quarterbacks, right? Where you would expect you're going to see some pretty big numbers uh, drop down. And this year we saw it with Levis. He was 40 to one. You have a Reddit thread that essentially brings him down to two to one to go first overall. We've got a couple quarterbacks in here. Caleb Williams right now for number one pick minus 550, but everyone else, Drake May at plus 380, Jalen Daniels sitting there at, at 10 to one. You've got Penix at 40 to one. You've got Bo Nix at 90 to one. Do you think any of them get steamed down during this process where it's worthwhile to take a bigger number now and then be able to buy off it? Because if, the, if any of them drops significantly, Caleb Williams is going to get closer to that pick'em number where you can then bet back for profit on either side. Yeah, I just don't know if we're going to get enough buzz on any of these other guys going number one. Like, Because this is one of those deals where Caleb Williams, if he had come out last year, he'd have gone number one. It, it's, it's a, we're in this weird, we're in this weird situation right now where we're not getting any sort of resistance whatsoever about him being the number one pick. Typically, we will get at least a few differing opinions out there. This is kind of like that whole Andrew Luck situation where everyone's going, it's this guy. He is yeah. head and shoulders above everyone else. The ceiling is head and shoulders higher than everyone else. The floor is head and shoulders higher than everyone else. He is a franchise-altering prospect. And with that, I just don't think we're going to get anything better than any of that. I mean, I think where we're really going to start to make some money is I think they're going to have to get creative with some of the props that they offer. Like I said, I am really and truly of the mindset that this draft's going to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And whether that means that someone trades, I mean, we know the Patriots historically have loved to trade down. That being said, it's a new coach now, a new regime. And I think after having bad quarterback play over the last few seasons, I think the franchise in general has understood how important it is to get someone in there that can get it done. And so for me, I don't see the Patriots getting cute here. I don't see them deciding to to move and get out of here. I think it's Bears Williams. I think it's Commanders May. And I think it's Patriots with Daniels. And if they decide to trade out, it's probably with a team like the Giants or a team like the Falcons who are just going to take Daniels as it is anyway, right? Like, so that's the thing. It's like, even if the Patriots do pull a Patriots, it's going to be someone trading to three to get a quarterback. Well, it's not Belichick anymore. Yeah. So I, I would be surprised if you see them drop back. I, if the Bears decide to make the boneheaded decision to trade the number one pick, I think the Patriots are a likely person to try and jump up from three to one and take that pick. And the Bears sit at three and then can say, we'll actually take Marvin Harrison Jr. here. And you, we get our marquee wide receiver to go across DJ Moore if we're going to keep Justin Fields. I think that's a pretty good solution for the Bears and the Patriots go get Caleb Williams. I think the number two pick is the interesting one. When that market comes up, I think there's a chance it's not Drake May. And that's where I think you can take a shot with someone like mm -hmm. Jalen Daniels and get a, a plus money price there with him going two overall. Because I think that's going to be a debate as we get closer and we go through the combine. You have a different styles 
when you look at Jalen Daniels and when you look at Drake May, and we've seen a lot more of the Jalen Daniels style player be successful in the NFL. You have to be able to move, have to be able to run, and that's something where he is absolutely dynamic. And he's he he was the best deep ball thrower in the NCAA this year, and so you put him in the right offense with the right wide receiver, the, all these different things that are possibilities for him. The other thing that's going to be interesting, guys, and this is something that we have to keep our eye out. As soon as the market hits, you're going to have to hit it, and you're going to have to hit it quick, and it's probably going to come out, and it's probably going to come out juiced, but it's okay. That's the other thing we should mention here from a draft betting so this is the this is not like your normal prop that we would bet. Like we were talking about the one and a half touchdowns earlier, and I was like, ah, it's minus one sixty six, and not something I'm used to. Like I will have minus to 200, 300, 400 yeah. bets in my account, right? And I understand that's not for everyone's bankroll. So so let me let me preface by saying I get it that that's not for everyone's bankroll. What I will say though is you will have to lay juice for good draft bets. But they're, but it's worth it. Well, this is a different market. This is an yeah. information market. You're betting on information that you can get and, and projecting out where teams will take specific players versus a game where you're betting on the, the likelihood of something happening. Mm -hmm. That's not information. That's, that's a projection market where you're trying to project how a game will, fold, will unfold, who will get receptions, who will get touchdown passes, if it'll be a Puka Nakua game or a Cooper Cup game, right? Mm -hmm. In the draft, you're betting information. Mm -hmm. And if your information is 100% solid, Minus 400 is a phenomenal price yeah. if you're cashing every single time. And so, you, it, yes, you have to be very, very uh, sure in the information that you're getting and where you're getting that information. But it's a situation where you can find better numbers when you're betting on information versus when you're betting on projections for a game or a team or a player. If they are, if, if, if there's not some massive trade before they put over-unders out, they're going to have to open Marvin Harrison at four and a half. And it will be juiced but it will be the best under that you ever bet on that because, like you said, the only thing that could be wonky would be the Bears moving to like three to take him, but that's still under four and a half. He's not getting past the Cardinals at four. Yeah. Like, it's not happening. Like, they're, the only thing that would happen would be someone trading up to get him or he will be taken at four by the Cardinals. So, it'll, they'll open it at four and a half. It'll probably be juiced to like minus 210 or something like that. And it's worth putting in the 210. Yeah, because if you look at who would go in front of him, there's a couple offensive linemen who are highly thought of. There's one uh, edge rusher who is highly thought of. But because of how much people are paying wide receivers now and how important the wide receiver position has become in the NFL, having a wide receiver on a rookie deal is the second best thing you can have to having a quarterback on a rookie deal, and especially when you compare them together. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if Harrison goes outside the top four, and I agree with you. If it comes out of four and a half, then it's interesting. If it comes out at three and a half, you, are you willing to take the over with the juice? Yeah, three and a half would probably be an over for me. I, I think that there's, again, I just, with so many quarterback needy teams, I think it's all said. We know one and two are going to be a quarterback no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I think by, when it's all said and done, we're probably going to be at three quarterbacks. 21 to 10, Lions over the Rams. Second and 10 for the Rams. They're on the move as well. Keep you updated when we come back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, listen, if you want to get in on the introductory offer that we've got over at VSIN.com to become a VSIN Pro subscriber, it's going to cost you $9.99. But with that, you get all the stuff that we do here. We get the best bets, you get the betting splits, you get our betting guides, you get the picks page, you get everything that we offer over at VEASAN.com for just $9.99 for 30 days. And if you do the math and look at a calendar, you will see that that 30 days will take you past the Super Bowl in which you will get a plethora of content around the, over three and a half. around the Super Bowl. So you should take advantage of the $9.99 introductory offer that we are giving you. It is a gift for me and Mike to you. No promo code needed. Just go in. First 30 days, $9.99. You're going to get the Super Bowl betting guide. It's worth it alone. I mean, the props in the Super Bowl betting guide is worth it alone. How many, how many props do you think are being in the Super Bowl betting guide? A plethora. Now you're, just, now you're just showing off with the plethora. Look at that. Look at that. Every single time, I can just squeeze it in from here on out. Well, I can tell you, I could squeeze it in right here and say, there's going to be a plethora of points scored <laughs> in this game because as we went to break, Tutu Atwell catches a touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford. It is 21-17 with four minutes left in the second quarter. Guys, they're not done scoring in this half. Yeah, poor, it's happening. Pour one out for the group that yes. hammered under 53 yeah. and a half because uh, the only 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 way that's going to be uh, very, very hot is if you're using it to burn because mm-hmm. you, that ticket's lost. We have 53 rushing yards already for Detroit to go along with 161 golf passing yards. We have 189 Stafford passing yards and two touchdowns. You can go ahead and cash the over one and a half on Stafford. With his passing total there, Puka Nakua already over 100. Five for 106 and a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, uh, let's see, what is he? He's had a couple of catches, it's I think. One for 19. Yeah, one for 19 in this one. Tutu Atwell, one for 38. Kyron Williams has a catch. Cooper Cup has a catch. Davis Allen has a catch. We're just, I mean, listen, Josh Reynolds, the revenge game is, is near. Five for 80 already here for him. Uh, Gibbs has a couple of catches out of the backfield. I'm Ross St. Brown, weirdly enough. Only 19 receiving yards. Got to get it going. Yeah, only 19 uh, receiving yards. No more sun god in this game. And uh, Jamison Williams, two for 19 as well, including a very un-Jamison Williams catch. Like Mm -hmm. he had a comebacker, a contested comeback catch that he made, which was really, really nice. And Laporta comes in in the red zone, as we said, finds his way into the back of the end zone on a fourth and goal, I might add, that the Lions decided to go for. The Rams decided to, in return, go for a fourth and five, was it, or fourth and four? Fourth and five. From fourth the 45. and five. They convert on that, and the very next play was the 2-2 Atwell touchdown. So both coaches being aggressive. I think both coaches understanding what's going on here, which is our defenses are not going to be <laughs> they're not stopping, yeah are not going to be stopping these teams very often. We're going to need to score as many times as humanly possible. So Dan Campbell does not settle for the field goal at equal seven as opposed to going for the three and then right back the Rams go for it about midfield actually when yep. they decided to go for it on fourth down, convert that in the very next play. Tutu Atwell takes it to the house. So it is a a fun fun game so far. Thirty eight total points. Four minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, the, the difference in the game right now is that the the Rams decided to kick a field goal from the mm. four yard line, and Detroit decided to go for it from the four yard line. They were able to convert that into a touchdown, so they have a four point lead here. And the over is already cashed on half uh, a bloody hand as well as Matthew Stafford <laughs> banged up his hand and had uh, a lot of blood going there. But there is bandaged up, and he's thrown a touchdown since, so doing okay. Your in game total. 
70 and a half, <laughs> five and a half on the live line in favor of the Lions. So it is just, and there goes Gibbs for another, another 13 yards. It's just, this, this is just, this is awesome. Like, let's two, just do it. Two carries, 21 yards, every 10 and a half a carry. Do you think after three bad playoff games, give us this. Stats and information. What's the most points scored in two playoff games on the same day? We just put an 80 burger up. We're yeah, on pace to, yeah. to beat that. Yes, come on. Let's do it. Someone, Twitter machine, you're smarter than we are. Come on, <laughs> let's, get it, let's get it going. Let us know what that's all about. All right, we do have two games tomorrow. As we said, um, there are some bets in our account, but we want to talk props specifically here in this segment. Look at this Steelers and Bills, and this was one where we identified fairly early what we were interested in. Tickets did get put in, and with all of that, we have started to say, that's a fumble. Yep, it is. Because he threw that backwards, and so that's... The, second and long. That's the Goffian play that he has not made this year so far. He used to do this in L.A. all the time. Jared Goff finds pressure, and instead of just taking the sack, decides to chest pass it backwards, and with that... <laughs> to an ineligible receiver. An inel- uh, no, it's probably a tight end. Okay, right? he was yeah, eligible. Yeah, yeah so I guess yeah, lateral that's the Brock Wright. Um, you could lateral to anyone. Yes, and so... Throw, chest passes it backwards for an additional eight-yard loss, mm-hmm. and so it's uh, it's second a mile, second 25 here. Yeah, so there's about a 50-50 chance that yeah. the Rams defense get off the field. Yeah, second and 25 here for the Lions. Goff, th- those are the stupid plays he made when he was a Ram, and mm-hmm. that's the reason he got run out of town, and he didn't do it since he's been a Lion, and then he did it in the worst possible time in the playoffs right here, but they just got a lot of that back yeah, right there. Because we got third and yeah. 10. <laughs> so w- what we've said here is in crunch time, the Bills have turned to Josh Allen and his rushing early and often. We knew Josh Allen was always going to do stuff whenever the plays kind of get off kilter, right? He is going to take off running. That's just what Josh Allen does. But we have seen designed Josh Allen runs, and he's now run for 27. He's run 27 times over the last two games. I think we expect more of the same. We know these conditions are not going to be ideal. You're showing me Twitter machine stuff on on the break where they're out there with backhoes and, and, and bulldozers and all kinds of stuff. Dump trying trucks. To, yeah, dump trucks trying to get the snow out of the stadium. Doesn't look like it's going to lend to a high-flying passing game. And so if he's averaging 13 and a half carries over the last two games, I imagine he gets probably 10 or 12 carries in this one as well. Yeah, I would I would expect it. And you know, we had uh, we had a guest on last segment who talked about taking that over on the on the rushing prop that's sitting at eight and a half attempts right now. We've talked quite a bit about the thirty eight and a half over rushing yards for Josh Allen as well. Uh, Cook sitting up there at sixty two and a half. I, I like Allen quite a bit more at the thirty eight and a half number. I would expect you're going to see a run-heavy offense here from Buffalo, especially what we've seen since they switched over to offensive coordinators. And to me, the, the more likely guy to go over their prop is Josh Allen here, because I, I agree with you. I think he's got a better chance to get those attempts, and if he does, I think he flies over the number. Somebody listen to us. Oh, boy. It's 39 and a half now. I, I'm, I'm telling Josh you, Allen. we, we yeah. talked about this a couple segments yeah. ago. You got to bet the – if you're going to take the over, yeah. you got to be doing it on, on Thursday versus doing it on – and even right now, I bet – I'll set an over-under at 44.5 is how, where his rushing prop finishes. And guess what? What? The carries is now up to 9.5. It, 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 so this in one-way market, since man. Since we have been on air, um, it was 8.5 carries. <laughs> it was it was, it was was 38.5 yards. It is now 9.5 carries and is 39.5 yards. And so this is going to go up between now and this thing kicking off at 4.30. If you, if you still want in on Allen Overs, open your app. Play him now. Put down your beer. Put down your cocktail right now. Put down your eggnog. Eggnog is disgusting. No do, one, you do, do you do eggnog? Um, Come on, tell me you don't do eggnog. I, I probably did uh, eggnog in like my early 20s when I was drinking with family. All right. Uh, I, I don't remember the what last you, time you I did. You throw eggnog. vodka in eggnog? Is that what you do? I have no idea. Is that what they put in I have there? No bourbon? Well, I don't know what you put in eggnog. I have no idea. You put some spices sounds, in there, right? Cinnamon it just sounds so repulsive that I just can't even, I can't get there. I did yeah. pay Kelly Bidlin to chug a gallon of eggnog when we were on air over the course of one show one time. How long was that show? Uh, it, well, no, we gave him we gave him two hours to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you we ever, gave him two hours. To you do ever it. had anyone do the gallon milk challenge? Yeah, but it, that's basically what, this was kind of what this is. I mean, eggnog with, with is booze. probably worse. Yeah. Like, I mean, eggnog is yes. probably worse yeah. than any of that stuff. Josh Allen, if he gets, here's the deal. If he gets the 12 carries that he's gotten, again, over the last couple of weeks, if we assume that that's the game plan here and the one that we believe is the path of least resistance to moving the ball for them to, and then also just what they think what they think maximizes their offense's uh, upside, then 40 is still not enough. Because, it, like you said, it, one of those is going to go for 15. 
Well, and the, the question becomes, do you like the over-rushing attempts at 9.5, or do you like the over-rush yards at 39.5? I, I think you could – I would be fine with if you wanted to do a 50-50 split on that. I'd be fine if you wanted to just say, like, hey, the attempts are going to be there for sure, so I'll, I'll just take the easy route with all that big third-down conversion to Amon Ross St. Brown – so second. they convert the second and 25. I yeah. told you it was 50-50. Yes, yes. so <laughs> they get it done. Big conversion uh, for the Lions. So just moving the ball here. That's just, that's what we're getting in this game. Just people moving the ball. Nice little 20 yards there for our St. Brown stuff. You know, that's probably not the worst, right? I mean, like, I don't you think? Like, you just you put, like, 70% of it on the over attempts and then, like, the other 30% on the over yardage. and and Because you got to think if he gets 10 attempts that the – that you're going to be pretty close to getting to the to the yardage. Yeah, I actually have more confidence in the yardage than I do the attempts. Uh, I, I think again, I, look, this is this is a situation where if you have the Steelers playing any type of man defense and he is able to get a scramble and be able to turn that scramble into 15, 20, 25 yards, that can get you to that over with five carries, with six carries, right? And I'm not sure how much they want. If you believe that this is a 10 point game, I'm not sure how many designed Josh Allen runs you're going to see. Because if they get a lead here and they're up 10, they're up 17, what's the number one thing they can't have happen? Josh Allen get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he. there's been rumors that he's a little banged up going in here. He's not throwing the football as deep. They are running him more. You know, like, I, to me, I, I would rather take the over on the yardage side. If you want to break it up, I go 70, 30 yards versus attempts. Um, but I, I, I like the yards more than I do the attempts. Yeah, it's that one I, I do like a ton. The other the other one that's fairly interesting, Jalen Warren's rushing is sitting at 35 and a half. He's basically been more their pass catching back mm-hmm. as opposed to their running back here lately. And you gotta think it's if anything, given this weather situation, it would just lean lean way more heavy on Najee Harris than him running. The game script doesn't play out for him rushing mm-hmm. the ball a lot, right? If they get up, it's Harris. If they get down, he's catching passes. We'll take you home here when we come back on the handle on a Sunday. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Go in, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S. We're going to give you some instant bonus bets in your account, $200 worth after you bet $5. But you got to use our promo code Vegas, V-E-G-A-S. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Matt Brown, Mike Summage coming to you. I lied. We're not taking it. It was two more seconds left. <laughs> we can still take them home. It just felt like, you know, I mean, listen, we were just, we were rock and roll and everything was going great. And uh, yeah. So this, uh, it, it looked to us because we didn't have a good angle, but now that you're seeing these slow motion replays, it does look like he had reached the neutral zone. It's a monstrous call. It was a huge call. call. The uh, Lions were obviously trying to get them to jump offside. That's why the alignment so, were so quick to react mm-hmm. on the, uh, on the guy coming into what now does look like into the neutral zone. Instead, they call a false start on the Ram. I mean, the, on the uh, Lions, they have to punt as opposed to going forward on fourth down. Now the Rams start deep in their own territory at the five-yard line after they get a penalty receiving the punt. So 59 seconds left in the first half, 21-17 to 17 Lions over the Rams. It looks like they might be content to just kind of get to halftime. Here. I'm surprised because the Rams are getting the ball to start the second half as well. This is one of those situations where if you can get down and just try a long field goal, you get a shot to double up on the Lions here and be able to put up 10 points in and out of the halftime. So I'm surprised we're seeing a less aggressive approach here from from McVay, especially when you have a veteran like Stafford, who's not someone you're that worried about throwing an interception. But uh, it's just tick, 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 tick right now down to 30 seconds with the clock running. Eric lets us know over on the Twitter machine that eggnog and Captain Morgan is where it's at, he says. I mean, I get that. The spiced rum could probably be pretty good in something like eggnog, if you like eggnog. But you have to still like eggnog. Producer Steph, thumbs up, thumbs down on eggnog. You you thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs down, thumbs down on the eggnog. Like, it's the Captain Morgan and eggnog. I mean, I guess it kind of makes it just, and then you like do a little... Uh, Cinnamon shaker on top yeah, of it or something sprinkle, like that. Yeah, something whatever, like that. I mean, I could, I could get, I like Captain Morgan. I mean, I, I'll just give me a water bottle of Captain Morgan. Let's, let's have some fun. So that's what they decided to do. They ran out the, they ran out the half. So the Rams do get the ball back to come out in the second half. It is 21 to 17 in favor of the Lions. And with that, we will be coming out with a live line of, guess what? Three and a half. Where we started the game, that total 64 and a half now. 
So we'll see the second half line right around Pickham. Uh, totals actually dropped a little bit here. So those underbackers mm-hmm. got a little bit of a shot there at that 53 and a half still. Um, look, I, I mean, I, do you think this is just continued points? It doesn't... There was very, very little resistance along the way. No, I mean, you, yeah, you had a couple fourth downs, which, mm-hmm. which went the way of the offense. So variance-wise, you, you did get points in those situations. But, I mean, the second and 25, I was joking, it's 50-50. It really mm-hmm. felt like that, that, that either of these teams could pick up 20 yards on almost any single play that they were running. And, and you've got wide receivers are consistently running open downfield. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to say you want to go right after the over. But with the Rams getting the ball first... If they go down and score, it really sets up for an overplay here in the second half. Eagles and the Bucks, and we said this is currently sitting three. It is 43 on the total. I have an Eagles two in the account. It was mainly based off the fact that, and, and guys, listen, you know, if you've taken in any content that Mike and I do, I will reference stats with all kinds of long abbreviations to what they are. Sometimes hard to even spit out EPA plus CPOE composite and all the different things that I will do. It's the plethora of letters. The plethora of letters and all the things that we have going, all the stats that I like to pour through. I will tell you this, this handicap was not based off of anything. <laughs> this was based off the fact with my own eyeballs, I had a Bucks bet last week that I had to sit and sweat through despite the fact that they were massively the better team on the field because Baker Mayfield could not hit an open receiver because whatever was going on with his ribs was really, really messing with him. Then in the third quarter, to compound what was going on with the ribs, he gets his ankle caught up, and now he's hobbling all over the place as well. They have to list him as questionable for this game, because if anything happens over the next couple days and they have to end up scratching him, they have to at least list him as questionable because they don't want to get in trouble by the NFL. This is a deal for me. Nothing more than the fact that I don't know how many plays Baker Mayfield is going to be able to make for the Bucks, And I don't know if the Eagles are going to have to do very much to cover a two-point spread. I understand we're at three right now. I would still probably only bet the three with the Eagles if it came down to it. I just don't know if we're in a situation where, and it's, and it's a bummer. It sucks. Like I would like to see a healthy Baker Mayfield and see what he could do against this Eagles defense, given the two awesome receivers he's got and all of this stuff like that. But it's not the case. It's not going to be the case. And with that, I think that the Eagles can do enough to, to cover a field goal. Yeah, the two and a half pop today. Mm. So there was an opportunity to get minus two and a half on the Eagles, minus 120 today. I keep an eye on that. If another two and a half shows up, I'm probably going to end up that with that in the account. This is a really interesting game just from a lot of different perspectives. First off, yes, the Baker Mayfield issues. What, what are we going to get from him? And what do you expect from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who relentlessly ran the football when he was healthy? I, I mean, to me, the, the Rashad White rushing attempts number, something I would look at because that's a situation where you'd expect they're going to really lean on him with Baker injured. Baker's rushing prop, I've talked about this multiple times over the last two days, still sitting at 10.5 rushing yards. He may not finish the game. Even if he does, he was slow before he hurt his ankle. He's even slower now. I, I think that's a good look there, looking under 10.5 rushing yards. And then what do you do with the Eagles receiving props? Mm-hmm. Because you're missing... You're missing the, the uh, A.J. Brown, your top target there. Devonta Smith hasn't exactly been one of those guys who've broken out. And even when you have had A.J. Brown out of the lineup, he hasn't absolutely gone off. I think Goddard's a good way to look. I think he's going to end up being much more involved in the offense. You've got Gainwell sitting at 10.5 for a receiving prop. I think he's got a good shot of going over that number as well. We've seen him get more and more usage over the last couple weeks. I, to me, this is one where you can take a couple stabs at, at players with lower numbers because of what the usage expectation you are getting here. So if you're wondering what the market is saying as to where these yards and stuff might go for the Eagles. So you do have Swift out of the backfield set at 11 and a half receiving yards. You've got Goddard, who seems to be the biggest beneficiary of where some of those yards go from a prop perspective. 49 and a half for Goddard. Juice to the over. Yes. Devont Smith is sitting at 68 and a half. That makes perfect sense. But now... This is where they have to just start adding people and see what goes on, right? You got you you got Quiz Watkins at 12 and a half. You've got Kenneth Gainwell at 10 and a half. You got Julio Jones at 16 and a half. So they're just having to throw people out there because again, they the yards they're assuming have to go somewhere. And I agree. I'm wondering if we don't agree um on the fact that maybe they got a little maybe people are getting a little too 
into Dallas Goddard here. I mean, listen, this is already juiced at 49. Like we said, in this these props are always one-way traffic. Yep. If this thing gets into the low 50s, mid 50s on Goddard, I think now we might have just moved this a little too far towards him in the in this direction. I don't know. I might have to come in on the under on that one. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you, but like let's look at what the the Hertz passing prop is 220 and a half. If you say uh, Smith and Goddard hit their numbers right on their numbers. That's 110 yards. Where do the under other 110 come from? I think that's the, the more interesting part to me mm-hmm. than, than betting against Goddard. It's betting on uh, someone like Gainwell, betting on someone like Julio Jones, who just need one, maybe two receptions to be able to push over those props. And there is going to be snaps available for them to mm-hmm. get those looks. And so to me, if I'm looking at, at how to attack this, instead of taking an under on, on Goddard, who I think could end up having a pretty good game against with not great coverage linebackers uh, for Tampa Bay, I would rather try and find those guys I believe in that are sitting mm-hmm. between the 10 and 20 number, and I would take a couple shots there. Or, you know, we, we had Adam on. He talked about the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Go for a ladder. Play someone like Julio Jones. Play him at 16. Play him right. at 20. Play him at 40. And if hope- you think he gets the routes... Then if he's the guy, yeah. you're, it's going to be a great situation for you, especially when you're talking like 12 to one to get 60 yards and you're sitting at 16 and a half and there's 110 to go around. The only way that this could go south is if they decide to just almost evenly distribute the routes between Julio and Watkins and Zacchaeus, which then at that point you're like, great, bang my head against the wall. But all of those guys' numbers are so low that even if you have one of them in your account and even if they're rotating them almost equally, it's still so low. Like 12 and a half on Quez Watkins, right? We're 12 and a half on Zacchaeus, 16 and a half on Julio, that even if they're not running routes, even on 50% of the snaps, like it's, it's one, it's one catch. Could I, in theory, could I interest you in a portfolio bet of just all of them? You've got five Eagles between, 10 and a half and 16 and a half. Swift, Jones, Gainwell, uh, Zacharias, and Watkins. If you play over on all five, it's really hard to think three of them don't go over their total if you get anywhere near 220. My gut tells me Quez Watkins ends up running. My gut tells me it's Julio and Watkins end up running more routes than Zacchaeus. And, <laughs> and, with that, I would lend. I would lead. I would lead people to maybe an over on Watkins and Jones before I would on Zacchaeus. But who knows? I mean, it just it. Quez Watkins at least been there a while. I mean, he did. You know, he, we've seen games where he's had multiple catches. So, so I mean, there, there's that. At the end of the day, they probably should just run with Julio. I mean, they probably should just run with Julio. I mean, he got four targets last week. <clears throat> Watkins got eleven. Maybe it's Watkins you want to go. We'll see how it goes. We're about to kick off here in the second half. Look at those lines before we get going here. Lions 21, Rams 17. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like 
like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is The Handle with Matt Brown and Mike Summage on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page, in which you would see that I'm here on this Rams three and plus three and a half. They're down four. I would be losing right now. That's how that works. Luckily, you have another half, though. But I have a whole other half, and they get the ball to start the second half. So we do have that at least working in my favor. You would also see. That we had several different people who had decided to back the Rams as well. So a lot of people rooting for the Rams to uh, – listen, it's been just back and forth. The difference here, as you mentioned, was just a field goal and fourth down as opposed to going for it on fourth down. That's kind of what we've seen so far here in this Lions and Rams game. But if you want to go ahead and get 10% off an annual subscription, if you want to get in for the entire year, you don't need that $9.99. You don't need to dip a toe in. You believe in what we got going on. You can go in and you can do that at vsan.com slash subscribe. Handle. H-A-N-D-L-E. 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 Make sure you use that promo code. You can type in any of the show names. You get 10% off. No. I don't care about this competition. All the other show names are only 5% off. Type in any of the show names. Whatever. Who cares? (laughs) You get 10% off an annual subscription. All we care about is subscribers. So go in. Get it done. Uh, Dan Campbell probably talking about uh, they need to do some more kneecap biting before. Yeah. Yeah. We need to pick we, up we, our intensity on we, the defensive side of the we, ball. We did not bite enough, enough kneecaps, kneecaps yeah. in the first half. Too many We're kneecaps still out definitely there. Definitely going to do that here in the second half. You can tell that's what he's saying. Yeah. I read lips very well. Lots of kneecaps being mentioned. Do you think his whole goatee would be frozen if they were in Kansas City? I don't know. I don't think he said plethora in there, uh, though. Probably not. No, I don't think that was. Might have said a plethora of swear words at halftime, yeah. though. So it is 10 in favor of the Bills at home over the Steelers, 38 and a half tomorrow. It is three Eagles on the road over the Bucks. 43 is your total. It is 10 49ers at home over the Packers, 50 and a half the total. A full point up on this one from the open again just literally an hour ago here on this program. This is a game. It's one-way traffic to at least 52. Yeah, it's this this is a game in which if you just look on paper, the 49ers have been 30-point machines against everybody all season long when they've been healthy. And you look at this Packers offense, and we said this multiple times coming into this game, one of the most efficient and one of the best offenses in the NFL over the last half of the season. We saw it again today. 49 and a half was too was too short. I think 50 and a half is too short. 51 not a Look, totals are not key numbers like we talk about from a spread, but there are key-ish numbers, 51 being a key-ish number. Once we get up high, 51 is one of the higher key numbers. But look, if you think there's going to be points, typically once – this is a this is something I have said over the years. I'd like to get your opinion on this as well. When numbers – when the totals get this high, if I'm, if I'm okay with the over, I'm pretty much okay with the over for – for a while, right? Because you're once it gets up this high, you're just expecting a shootout. I mean, we've seen, like I said, you saw the game earlier go for 80. This one's gonna go for this one's gonna go for mid 60s, if not 70s. Like once if, if you think a game's gonna be a shootout, once we get into those like 51, 52, 53, it's it, it's kind of negligible, in my opinion. The point's not worth as much. Yeah. Right? Just because the point's value is literally worth less in a game where you have 50 points, one point is was worth 2% of the scoring. Where if you have a game where there's 25 points, guess what? It's 4% of the scoring. So if you're playing a number, let's say in the 40s, I, I would much, I'm very interested in the key number when it's around 44, or even 48 if I'm looking at totals. 
I agree with you. When I see a game like this, and I'm like, look, I think there could easily be 60 points in this game. I want to get the best number possible. Get, yeah, like, so, uh, always, what I'm saying is, it's like I don't. I'm not. We're not telling people don't bet this now because they've missed out on the 49 and a half. That's basically what I was trying to. Well, get that's at. that's why I, said, I think. Yeah. This, I said, oh, this is one way traffic until you yeah. get to 52. In my mind, that's mm. when you're going to start seeing some resistance toward the over. So I and 51 and 52 are both important numbers when you're playing total. So if you want the over and you didn't bet it at 49 and a half. When we did an hour ago, I recommend you bet it now at 50 and a half because 50 and a half is still below both of those key numbers. 50 not nearly as key in totals. So this has moved up a point since open. People are paying attention sooner, guys. Like this is this is just the way this is going to work. So you be on top of that stuff with us here as we are kind of seeing these things get posted. We have the Lions and the Rams. This is 64 and a half live five and a half live on the lions a third and 11 so a big conversion a big attempt here for the rams to see how this goes because again they had seen very little resistance from this defense and that is no chance no chance and marcus robinson wants a pass interference but the problem is is when you kind of lollipop it up there like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it. Yeah, he couldn't have even gotten back to it yeah. if he had tried. So even though there was some contact, it's one of those situations where you just you can't call a penalty there. And the safety coming over the top is playing the football, and the the cornerback there trying to make a play on it as well once he turns his head. So that's that's an easy no call there. Um, looks like it, if Stafford had thrown it maybe two two yards further, maybe there's a conversation. Maybe, yeah. but yeah, like it, the, the fact that it was so, so poorly thrown just wasn't going to get anything done there. So here we go. This is actually a punt attempt here Oof. for the Rams and um, pretty good one. Gonna, yeah, well, they're going to get it to 20. Yeah. So there we are with that. To recap where we are tomorrow, um, I have nothing from a side or total perspective on the Bills and Steelers. I do lean towards the under of the 38 and a half, but I am going to, I am putting in Josh Allen rush attempts and putting in, jo I already have the Josh Allen rush yards in the account in this one. Depending on what this looks like in the morning, whenever we're kind of looking and all that, there, there's a chance I could go ahead and come in on the under. I, I mean, we're seeing the, we're seeing the stuff. It looks pretty rough there right yeah, now. It, it looks pretty bad. We know it's certainly not going to be good by any stretch of the imagination, but if, if it's still like, hey, man, this is still really cold, still really windy, and we could still be getting some weather, so like that, like at 38 and a half, I think the, the point and a half tick up just because it didn't happen today, I, I think might be too big of an adjustment. Yeah, I've got one bet in the account right now. I've got uh, Steelers plus 10. I took that mm -hmm. earlier in the week when I was expecting the game to be played today. I, I still like the Steelers and the points here. I just don't trust the Bills to be able to cover that big of a number with how many gaps that they've had once they've gotten into the green in the red zone. I also have Najee Harris over 57 and a half rushing yards. It's something I put out uh, in my prop article that I wrote on Friday. So you could have gotten that if you were a VEASAN subscriber over at VEASAN.com. Right now we're sitting at 60 and a half. I would still take the over at 60 and a half on Najee Harris. I do think he is going to be your lead running back. And when you're in these conditions and you've got to pick a guy between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren to, to hammer mm -hmm. the ball, it's Najee Harris yeah. 10 times out of 10. Well, he, and, and they've really moved away from Warren running the ball here have. lately. Yeah. It's like he's there. He's in on third down and, and long. Uh, he's third third down and medium. That's his his role now. But he's he hasn't really gotten the carries that he was getting early on in the season. Well, and, and Harris has really been doing a lot more with the carries he's mm. been gotten. He's, he, he's been running angry. And that, mm. that's what you want in these cold-weather games is the guy who's going to run angry and create contact and make it hard to tackle, painful to tackle you. Um, so I, I think that Harris continues that. And I'll, I'll, I'll – I would still take his over-rushing prop at 60.5. I think he's got a shot for going for 100, especially if this game stays close. There will be some passing in this game. So, like, we're not sitting here saying there won't be any passing whatsoever. So, the the one thing I will say here from a receiving standpoint, if you look, I mean, we're going to get – there's no Gabe Davis in this. No. And so there will be at least a minimal distribution of some targets and a minimal distribution of some yardage. Does that go to Kincaid – does that go to Knox or does that go to Shakir? And just this, I, I can't tell you and I don't know. And I don't know what the volume of passing is going to be in the conditions tomorrow. All I can tell you is this. When Gabe Davis went down last week, Shakir ran routes on 84% of snaps. I can at least, all I can do is give you that statistic that when Davis went down, they went to Shakir. Yep. So he was out there running routes, and the best we can do with a total that's as low as 34 and a half yards on, uh, on Shakir is the fact that if he's running routes, then he's at least 
an option to be thrown to. Like, no, whether Josh Allen chooses to do it or not, that the, that we can't predict, but he's at least running the routes. He, he is. And I, I would be much more likely, if I'm playing, if I'm looking at these receivers on both teams, if I'm looking at Pittsburgh, I'm looking at unders. If I'm looking at the Bills, I'm looking at overs. If you go back to that, that Buffalo-New England game where New England only threw the football three times, Buffalo slinged it around the yard. I think it was 35 mm-hmm. attempts, 30 attempts for Josh Allen. I would expect you're going to see quite a few attempts on the Buffalo passing side here, even with the weather. Um, I would be looking toward Knox at 15 and a half. To me, that's mm-hmm. too low. It would, Knox and Kincaid are much more of a split than their, their numbers are showing here. You're 35 and a half right now for Kincaid, 15 and a half for Knox. In this weather, I think you're going to look toward shorter routes, especially when you don't have, dig, or when you don't have uh, Davis in there. So to me, the most trusted guy when you're looking at those shorter routes with Josh Allen is, is Dawson Knox. And we've seen that connection for multiple years. So I like his over sitting at 15 and a half. Um, I agree with you on Shakir. If you're going to play a wide receiver over, mm-hmm. I would play Shakir over playing Diggs. And uh, Eagles Bucks, like we said, just went over this one a little bit ago. But uh, I have an Eagles 2 in there. This is based off of not statistics, but my eyeballs. Let's see if they fail me. What what could go wrong with all that? But, I mean, Baker just looks so, so rough in Week 18, and he came out of that game with another injury after already looking terrible with the rib injury. It's it's a field goal or under a field goal. That was enough for me. Um I, I, th- I think the Eagles can get it done with a quarterback that's that's really, really hampered out there. Yeah, Baker Mayfield under 10.5 rushing yards for me. One of the best props I like tomorrow. I think that that's the one I, I love because I don't think Baker may not finish the game. If we get two and a half Eagles, I'm interested in the two and a half Eagles. Kind of like the under 43 too. A couple of catches here for Amon Ross St. Brown for you backers out there. He's now up four, to se- four for 72. So getting it done. This is going to be another track meet here in the second half. Wes and, uh, Wes and Dave will keep you updated here on VEASAN. Thanks for being with us here on The Handle. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.